The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Raider Craig, and this is, well, it is what it is, <laughs> this show. <laughs> it ain't funny, but it is the post game. That and more here on show 350. On today's show, we will have the post game for the Chargers, our home opener, and all that that was and wasn't. We'll do a pregame for the fish. We've got to squish the fish. Oh, they're not fish, they're mammals. Okay, we'll mangle the mammals. Whatever. We'll hit on that. What we have to do to win that game, we must win that game. The bone line was off the chain. You were blowing up my phone left and right. I love it. I love the Raider Nation. We're going to try to get as many callers as we can on there, and you know how it works up in here. I haven't done this in some time, but I'm going to do it right now. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's time to put the kitties to bed, close the door, turn down the speakers, and get ready because Raider Greg is going off. On this show, I ain't kidding. Well, let's get to it, shall we? The post game for our home opener yeah. against the Chargers. What a fucking debacle! I just don't know where to start, but I will. It was a beautiful day. I mean, it was a great day for a football game. It was Monday night. Traffic was crazy, and a lot of fans didn't get in until later, but the tailgate was still crazy, off the hook, fun. All the regulars were there, Raider Frank, Juan. We had Raider Biatch in the house. Natalie, she was a kick-in-the-ass fun. We had a blast. Good food, good friends. Haven't seen everybody in so long. Raider Ron. I mean, I can go down the big list. It's like old family reunion time. It was fun. And then we went in to the stadium. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, let's start. Let's start with the special teams. And, uh, well, they deserve to be special Olympic teams. Besides our kicker, which didn't get to get the ball out of his hands because their long snapper was so lame, uh, Janikowski did his normal thing, pretty good job. He got all his points that he was trying for, which we, we needed, every single one of them. But the return game is absent. Taiwan Jones could barely get the ball out. First play of the game, actually, he fumbled the ball. I... 
I just don't know where to start with special teams other than the fact that telling you that they lost us five field goals. It was field position city for San Diego, and they had the best field position all fucking game long because our special teams is so fucked up. Now, even a Pop Warner team has a long snapper in reserve. A Pop Warner team. This is a fucking NFL football team. You don't have a, a reserve that has learned how to play the game. And let incidentally, it's not just snapping the ball, folks. It's blocking that nose tackle. And that's the real job. It's not as easy as just throwing the ball back. You know, you got to be up and ready to get pummeled in your face. I don't care, man. You're getting paid. Get up there and get the fucking job done. Our special teams let us down in this game in a huge way. And I'm not even going to go any further into it, but we have no return game. And our kick coverage sucks balls. Excuse me, but that's the way it is. They suck. And the special team coach should get a boot in his ass out that fucking door yesterday. Don't start on Carson Palmer either, even though he didn't play a very good game either. Now everyone's going, well, his stats were okay. Well, his stats were okay. But he threw a lot of balls behind, late, high, and low. And the receivers, if they got a hand on him, wouldn't even hold on to him. Thank you. We looked like a fucking joke. We don't look like anything like the last two seasons that we were. I'm kind of getting used to at least having a 500 season. You can forget that shit right now. These clowns aren't going to bring us to 500 people. I just want to wake everybody. Wake up. <laughs> All you positive thinkers out there, you better wake up. <laughs> Ain't happening. I'm not going to doom and gloom the entire season. It's one game. Yes, it is. In the toughest schedule we've had in some time, yes, it is. With the most mileage we'll ever travel, I'm sure, in my, in my life here in Oakland, 26,000 miles in the air for games, most in the league. We don't need all that this year. So Carson Palmer, you know, he gets a pass because he played okay. Wide receivers played okay. Uh, the offensive line sucked huge. I mean, these guys could barely protect our quarterback, and the zone blocking, incidentally, is bullshit. I, I can't even tell you. I was afraid of it. I was hoping it would be better. I was hoping under someone who knows how to do it, it would be better, but it is just as fucked up as it was the last time we had it here. Incidentally, that was the last time that Greg take a dirt nap called plays, if you can call it that. The play calling was absolutely fucking joke. Second and 27, and we do two run plays and then a seven-yard out. No, it wasn't second and 27. It was second and 35. Who, who, who is, who the fuck is this guy? Is this what it's going to be all season? Because I'll tell you right now, McFadden won't last three games when he has 37 touches in a game. I'm telling you right now. He will get hurt. I am positive. 
Now they better put this fucker in a room and slap the shit out of him and change his play calling because I'm going to tell you right now as a fan, I am not going to fucking put up with it and you're going to hear about it. If you listen, that is. Greg Knapp better go back to the drawing board and get to the power blocking scheme. I don't care, but whatever it has to be, uh, McFadden did not have a great, what did he run for 38 yards in the whole game? That's better than last year at the power, power blocking scheme? Do you think we're fucking stupid? I mean, give me a break, man. This game was out of control from our own coaching staff. Come on, Dennis Allen, Reggie McKenzie. I gave you way more credit than you deserve after this game. I am fully disappointed with the way this game went down. The defense played great because they had to play great. Five field goals for San Diego. That's because the defense stood up, man. Good thing, too, because it would have been a blowout otherwise. I don't know what this team's going to do, but we better do something different. And I mean different than what they... They had all training camp, all, you know... (laughs) For this, we went 8-8 and two seasons in a row, and it ain't going to be close this year. You know what I'm saying out there, man. I mean, in our eight and eight seasons, at least we saw flashes of brilliance plays like like that end around that Taiwan Jones fumbled and fuddled around with and ended up on the six-yard line was smooth. It was crisp. It went down hard. The offensive line blocked well, and we got around the edge. We had nothing, and I mean nothing, with this blocking scheme the entire fucking game. Okay, well, I'm not going to go too much more into it. I just think Greg Knapp needs to get fired. Whoever the special team guy is, I don't even want to mention his fucking name. He doesn't deserve it on this show. He needs a boot in his ass out the door as well. I know it's not going to happen. I mean, we're in the season. But uh, if Reggie McKenzie's looking for draft picks, this is how he's going to do it. Maybe this was the plan. I mean, I want to be uh, you know conspiracy theorist, but I'm going to tell you, we're going to get a top three draft pick if it keeps going like this. This is a tough schedule, people. This is tougher than we've faced in the last two years. This is a tough schedule. And this game shows me nothing. Nothing. And the fans were disappointed to say the least. Listen to Dennis Allen. He'll, he'll tell you what he thinks. Uh, well, I thought uh, there were some areas that, you know, I thought we, we did well. Um, I thought we started the game off strong uh, offensively. Uh, and defensively, and then I thought really the third quarter was really the turning point in the game, uh, you know, with the, the, the poor snap and then the, the block punt uh, really kind of turned the game around and gave them all the momentum, and, and so that was a big turning point in the game. Dennis, how much had, uh, had Travis uh, actually practiced long snapping? I mean, is any team prepared for that? Could you have been better prepared? Well, yeah, obviously we could have, and, and that, that falls on me. Um, I got to do a better job of making sure we're prepared for all those different situations. Uh, we practiced Travis uh, snapping the ball, but we could have probably done a better job of putting him in more live type of situations and giving him the opportunity to do it uh, that kind of represented more what he, what he would see in a regular game. I haven't spoken to Travis about it. I mean, hey, listen, uh, he was asked to do a job. He went out there and did it to the best of his ability. And, uh, you know, we got we to gotta help him. We got to give him a better opportunity to, to, uh, uh, to be ready for those situations. Kondo, he had a concussion. 
Um, so he'll have to be cleared uh, medically. So um, I don't know at what point that, that would happen, but we've obviously got some plans in place uh, in case he's not ready to play. Well, I don't want to take anything away from them. I, I mean, I thought they played outstanding in the game. Uh, I thought they had a good plan uh, offensively, defensively, and in the kicking game. But we've, we've got to execute better. Um, and really what we've got to concern ourselves is how do we, how do we improve in those areas uh, from game number one to game number two. And Jacoby Ford is going to have surgery on his foot this afternoon in Carolina. You know, after visiting with the foot specialist there in Carolina, um, everybody thought that uh, that given a little bit of time, he could he could come back from it. After giving it some time and reevaluating, everybody, the medical people, felt like that surgery was probably the best thing for him. Yeah, that'll be a significant amount of time. I don't know exactly what that number would be. Well, we we ran the ball. Uh, effectively early in the game. Uh, it was a little later in the game. Uh, you know, our last eight rushes, I think, was, was you know, minus three. And then we kind of got away from the running game uh, at the end of the game when we were in a catch-up mode. So I'm not discouraged uh, where we're at running the ball. Um, we still need to be more effective running the ball. But part of it was we had a couple negative uh, plays that really played in, into account uh, to the lack of rushing yardage. We're going to have to use the other backs a little bit more and, and keep Darren a little bit more fresh. Uh, he played a lot of snaps in the game. We felt like that gave us the best chance to win uh, last night. And uh, we'll continue to evaluate that situation as we go throughout the season. But uh, we're going to have to get some other touches for some of the other backs uh, so we can keep Darren healthy. You know, I thought Carson did a nice job of, of looking to try to get the ball downfield, not forcing the ball downfield, taking his check down uh, when it was available. You know, I think Carson ended up throwing for, you know, I think we, we netted 252 or something like that. So uh, we threw the ball effectively. Uh, we had five explosive gains in the passing game. Um, so uh, the passing game was not the issue. Um, you know, the issue was uh, the turnovers um, and the, uh, the punt team, the, the mishandles or the, the uh, uh, poor snaps uh, as well as the block kick. We're going to look at everybody that's available, and if we feel like there's somebody that can help us and give us a chance to be better and help this team win, then we're going to do that. Miles plays the game the right way. Uh, he plays with passion. He plays with energy. He plays with speed. Um, if he continues to work to get better, which I know that he will, um, you know, I, I would expect uh, him to improve as a football player. I was pleased with the way that he played in the game. Um, and we got to continue to see the improvement from week one to week two. Our ability to, um, you know, stop the run a lot of times with seven men in the box was a good thing. I thought our front, uh, as well as our linebackers, did a nice job of understanding what the run fits were and understanding the schemes that they were getting. Um, and we got to continue to play the run that way. I thought the way that we used Marcel uh, yesterday was. Uh, was done the right way. And I think he's a weapon, and we're going to continue to try to find ways to use him. Well, it's tough when, you, when you're short a day. Um, so, um, you know, we spent the early part of this morning trying to make the corrections from uh, last night's game. Uh, and then we're into the uh, game planning stages for Miami. Uh, we got a lot of work to do. Uh, we got a short time to get it done. So uh, we're going to be busy getting ready for this game. Mind you, the entire time this guy's talking, his eyes were like saucers. 
He looked like he'd been scared by a ghost. <laughs> Talk about deer in the headlights. Dennis Allen was not prepared for this speech. You could totally tell that he was expecting to have a victory speech. This was not the speech he had planned to give after this game. That is a fact. And he was digging for all those old coaches' phrases like, oh, we're working on that, or we need to work on this, we need to get better here. You know, I don't, I don't try to get too high or too low after a win or a loss. You know, it, this, is, this is not a sprint. This is a marathon. That was one of 16 games. We got 15 more of them uh, that were guaranteed, and, and uh, uh, we're going to try to get better every week. I'm disappointed that we didn't play as well as I think we can play, but um, that was one football game. Uh, we got nine more of these opportunities to go. We need to get better. I know that. I could see that as, as clear as anybody. And all the other horse shit the coaches say when it doesn't go their way. Uh, you know, the, big, the biggest thing for us uh, is to find a way to win. Uh, and and the, the difference, uh, obviously, is obvious. And it's not going to go our way. Oh, I am so flipped out. The game was what it was. You guys saw it. I don't need to go over it anymore. But I am, as a fan, I am disappointed to say the very least, with the entire coaching staff, I am disappointed with the product that we have on the field. And don't blame the players. Hey, listen, we've got NFL football players on our roster, and we expect them to go out and play like NFL players. Because, uh, listen, man, the scheme sucks ass. And if we don't change it, we're going to be at the basement of the NFL. And that is all I have to say about that. Let's go to the pregame for the fish. <laughs> we got to squish the fish. They call him Flipper. Sunday, September 16th, 1 p.m., the Raiders travel to Miami to uh, meet our old foes of the AFC, the Miami Dolphins, in their house in the hot, humid, summer-like conditions there in Miami. A lot of talk has been said about traveling so far, because we're traveling quite all the way across the country, A. Eh? We're going to a very hot, sticky, and humid condition, which doesn't help us, B., and we just came off a loss. That's a C. Positives here is Wisniewski and Moore practiced this week, which is a good sign. They didn't fully practice, but they practiced some. So I'm hoping that we can use those two guys. Thank goodness. But McLean rolled his ankle in the last game against San Diego, and he is not doing very well with that ankle. That's not a good thing as well. Jacoby Ford's out for the season, folks. He had the same foot problem that uh, that McFadden had, but he needs surgery on his foot, so he's out. So we can forget that. And don't anyone please tell, please stop, stop saying Plexico Burris. Uh, let's see, T.O. Ocho Cinco. None of those guys are going to change the Raiders and how we're going to attack another team. I'll tell you right now, 
that won't make a damn bit of difference. So we're not going to do it. I can tell you the Raiders are not going to spend that kind of money. They did go out and get a long snapper off waivers. Thank you. That's a smart move. You think? Unbelievable. So we have a, a long snapper, so we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> that part, anyway. Tannehill, the rookie quarterback for the Dolphins, looked pretty good in his opener against uh, the Texans. They, play, they went to Texas and played them pretty doggone good. I was surprised. The problem he has, he, he gets balls batted down a lot. He looks at his receivers. I hope we play on that because that's very important. Um, and I think our defense could handle him as long as they put pressure on him early before they get gassed because of the heat. Miami has started out with a running game. Hey, they got a Bush, too, and his name's Reggie, and he has no joke. San Diego had no running game. They had no running back. None. Bush is the real deal, folks. We're going to see whether our defense can take care of him, um, and that's going to be a real test. This last game was not a test of our run defense. Trust me. They do a very good job of getting in the outside of their defensive with their, their backs, the, the receivers out of the backfield. Bush is very good at catching the ball in the flats, and we're going to have a hard time getting a hold of him if we don't get him early and at least chip him for crying out loud. Tannehill's a good quarterback. Do not underestimate him. He can get the ball in the right place at the right time. He's very elusive. So getting a hold of him is very important in the first and second quarter because our defense will be gassed if they're out there as long as they were on our season opener. Our offense has got to stay on the field, people. We have to make some sustained drives. And we can't use McFadden 38 times in a game. We can't do it. We're going to break him. He's going to fall apart. Uh, you know, and the other thing, too, is Palmer's going to be hit and hurt and taken out of the game because their offensive line isn't able to do the job with that zone-blocking bullshit as well. Damn, I'm pissed. The other thing that Miami does, and it, it doesn't help us much at all, is they, they do the no huddle, which for them in the heat is a great advantage. Our defense better be ready to play. They better drink a ton of Gatorade, I'll tell you right now. Because if Miami can get that rhythm with a no huddle, they will work us to no end, regardless of our defensive prowess, however you want to say it. It's one game. And now something from Bill Romanowski. I like Romo, and I think if we can get uh, Burris mean enough, he could be a definite Romo. <laughs> That's for show. Check him out. 95.7 The Game Raider analyst from Comcast Sportsnet, a four-time Super Bowl champion, played in 243 consecutive games, an NFL record for a linebacker, Bill Romanowski. How you doing today, Romo? Fantastic. How are you guys doing? We're doing Good, great. Romo. Thank you for your time. I know you were uh, upset, a lot of Raider fans, frustrated after Monday night. Now that we've had a little bit of time to look at it, how about Coach Dennis Allen? Did his youth show it all? In that is inexperienced, show it all in that loss to the Chargers Monday night. Uh, ooh, you know what? I I think it's a good question. Here's the problem: when you lose a football game, the way they lost, you just start looking at all these issues, and you look at, wow, is this Coach Young because he didn't have a backup snapper that could get the ball back? I mean, I'm telling you what, guys, I've never seen a long snapper go down ever. 
I really, I have personally have never seen it in 16 years. But that being said, they had a backup that couldn't get the job done. He would do it in practice, but way when the lights are on in Monday Night Football, it's just a little bit different in front of millions of people. Well, Roma, one of the other big storylines coming out of the Monday night game was was the offense, in particular the play calling. And I wonder, a how much were they hamstrung by not having their you know a couple of their top receivers on the field? You know what I, I think. Uh, you know, you know, here's what they basically had: they had two possession receivers. They have a tight end that really hasn't proved himself yet in Brandon Myers. Uh, So DHB and, you know, the rookie Streeter were basically your guys. So then you have Darren McFadden, who what they would do is take away any deep routes and keep it open for anything underneath, which opened up Darren McFadden. I think there's a part of, all of us that look at, wow, c- couldn't they have utilized, uh, you know, Marcel Reese the way that they did last year? They just, hey, they just signed him to a nice contract. He would have been a, a nice guy to utilize. Well, Greg Knapp, they put in a game plan. I thought it started out really well. I, I looked at them kind of just marching down the field and doing some good things, spreading the ball around. Then you had the fumble by Streeter, and then the the punting issue happened and things. But at halftime, it looked pretty solid. Come third quarter, it got super ugly. And at the end of the game, there was a little bit of a sense of urgency. They went down and scored, and it was just it just seemed sloppy watching it. But when you look back at it, it wasn't quite as bad as it looked. It wasn't so much the sloppiness, Romo, as it was the lack of imagination in the play calling. Do you think that Greg Knapp should be singled out as a guy who maybe had an off night? Um, you know, you got to look at this. You have to have the player. Players got to make plays. Okay? And when you look at the players, you got Darren McFadden. Um, you're running a West Coast scheme which is a new scheme, do you have a West Coast zone uh, blocking running back? I think that's a question I'd be asking. I don't know if Darren McFadden is a start east east or west and then go north. This guy is a north and south runner, period. So he fits better in a power running scheme, as we saw last year in the beginning of the year, he dominated in that kind of a scheme. So uh, I, I think it's one of those things where you give uh, Greg Knapp the reins, but if it doesn't work, Dennis Allen is going to have to step in. As I look at him as, you know, yeah, he's the head coach, and if something isn't working, the head coach has got to step in because what was telling to me is there was one point in the game where uh, there was a timeout and um, Carson Palmer came to the sideline and the receivers and running back, and there was this huddle on the offense 
uh, the offensive guys on the on the sideline. And guess who wasn't in that huddle? Dennis Allen. Romo, this week, Raiders uh, taking on Miami. I know you played many games there. It's early in the season, so it's going to be hot. And I know that you're probably going to tell us, hey, there are no excuses, and I understand that. But honestly, playing in that heat in Miami, how much more difficult does that make uh, the job at hand for the Raiders? It's brutal. It it really is brutal. Uh, They've got a short week. Also, they're flying. But guess what? You got, hey, the Miami Dolphins are playing in the heat, too. You never get used to the heat. I don't care what anybody says. It zaps you. And, but it's, both teams have got to play in it. This is an absolute must win. They have to go to Miami, forget about what happened last week, and go get a victory. Go out there and make some plays because this is a beatable, a very, very beatable team. The Miami Dolphins are not very good at all. Romo, what's the you, you've been through this so many times with a bunch of different coaches, a new coach coming into a new situation. What's the um, what's the grace period before players start to wonder whether it's going to work? I mean, if you if you're zero and two, do players start questioning? Well, here's what it is. It's not necessarily. Uh, grace period or anything like that here's what happens is these players are smart and they understand if they're being put in a position to win they're being put in a position to make plays guys defensively i saw uh our defense step up like i haven't seen in quite a few years i thought they looked really strong on that side of the ball you know making them kick five field goals offensively They've got to figure out a way to utilize what talent they have. I have a feeling with Denarius Moore back, and hopefully he is back, that that is going to open things up because he is going to be your big play guy. Do you think that revenge is at all a factor for this Raider team after the embarrassment last year in Miami? You know what? New coach, new team, a lot of new guys. Hey, if that's what it takes to motivate you, then use it. I don't care what anybody says. No different on the other side of the ball when you're talking the handshake, the other side of the bay, that is, when you're talking the handshake game and, you know, Schwartz and Jim Harbaugh. Hey, if that motivates you to get fired up and get your team fired up and, you know, they can uh, have a great week of preparation and practice and go out there and dominate a football game, Hey, use it. Whatever it takes in the NFL, you have to get the job done. We should win this game. We should win this game very well. We should win it with our team. As long as we play well, we can win this game. But we cannot be doing the Greg take a dirt nap offense. We can't spend all day dink and dunking down the field. We have to stretch the field. Or they will do exactly what San Diego did, and they'll put nine in the box, and that'll be the end of the day. Because McFadden will get 38 yards again, and that'll be it. Goodbye, good night, nice, nice seeing you. Thanks for flying all the way out here, Oakland. Have a nice flight home. We have a very tough schedule, Raider Nation, and this is one of the very few games I know we can win, if we can win it. Uh, so I expect to win it. I expect things to change big time. I expect Coach Allen to chew everybody's ass out. And I don't mean the players. I mean the coaches. 
I mean, there should be some changes going on this week like no other. There better be a different team showing up in Miami. Or, well, like I said, we'll get a top three draft pick next season, and maybe that's what they want. I don't want to start any conspiracy theories or whatever, but I'll tell you, that's what it's looking like right now. So, not much more I can say about Miami other than the fact that their defense is formidable and they get after the ball too. They've got a great front four that is just as good as ours, and they've been able to penetrate and make some sacks. They did it against the Texans, and their offensive line is hands hands, hands and feet above ours. So the, the Dolphins are no pushover, and we're going to have to pay, play our A game, which we haven't seen yet, I'm hoping, to beat them, and I hope we do. And that, basically, is all I have to say about that because there's not much more I can tell you, folks. I'm pretty disappointed. Bad of the bone. Bad of the bone. All right, it's time for you guys to pop off. I expect it. I've heard it because you guys have blown my phone right off the wall. I love it. I love the Raider Nation because we can all commiserate together. And with that, 1-800-620-7181, 1-800-620-7181. I love it when you guys come in. you got to throw some bones. I'm going to tell you right now because, uh, well, I love you guys. And, uh, well, we keep each other in check. <laughs> Keep me up. Keep me positive. You know how I roll. Anyway, who's first on the line? We have my very good friend, Raider Chris from Scranton, PA. He's got a message for y'all, and we need to hear it. Raider Nation, Raider Randy, Raider Greg. This is Raider Chris, Scranton, PA. Uh, Getting ready for the Raider game. Stoked. Can't wait. Can't wait to meet the Chargers. Just wanted to call and uh, give you an update on my mom. Uh, they were unable to do the surgery because a piece of the cancer did spread to her liver. However, the doctors were able to remove the piece off of her liver, but will not risk doing a major surgery like pancreatic surgery because there may have been particles that have fallen off of that piece of cancer. So. They're just going to continue her chemo since she has responded so well to it. But I wanted to give everybody an update that has been wondering, has been curious, have been praying. But I want to give a huge, huge shout-out, thank you, to, I believe his name was Raider Todd. He uh, said a, he read a quote out of the Bible, he prayed yeah wonderful man wonderful man uh the prayer was so deep he uh made this whole family cry so raider todd if you hear this my brother thank you your words have meant more than i can ever ever tell you uh raider greg same for you thank you raider nation sticks together through thick and through thin and uh this is gonna be a tough road ahead of us, but take it day by day. My mom's got a wonderful team behind her. But just wanted to call and thank Raider Todd again. Uh, I love you, brother. Raider Greg, Raider Nation. And uh, I love my Raiders. And I'm going to watch. I'm going to love watching them beat the Chargers tonight. So, Raider Nation, 
One love, much love, and uh, thank you for everything. This is Raider Chris, and I'm out like that fat girl in dodgeball. God bless. That was a very special call and prayer by Raider Todd. And uh, I knew, man, it touched me. I knew it was going to touch everybody. I'm glad that it went to your family, and they felt that because it was sincere and real, without a doubt. God bless you and your family, my brother, of course. We will all keep you in our prayers. You know we're all hoping for you, man. And so in that, thank you for the call, and I'm sorry that the team didn't do, (laughs) didn't lift you up, man. That pisses me off even more. Thanks for the call. And next, we have one of my very special callers, Raider Special Ed. This is a perfect call for this game. I love this guy. What's up, brother? You exiled to St. Louis. I love it. What's up? Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Raider Special Ed. Still exiled to St. Louis. Maybe I'll get to come back to my Bay Area one day. I don't know. Man, I'm watching this game, and shit, pathetic, man, pathetic. Hayward Bay, Moore, Ford, quit using them. Quit using them. Yet the young kids come in there and let uh, Palmer work with them because obviously he doesn't get to work with them enough, but they're the only ones that are going to get on the field. Man, McFadden's been a stud all night, but he can't carry the whole thing, you know. And the defense, shit, you better learn how to defend the pass. Because I watched the Denver game, and Peyton Manning ain't no joke. This is pathetic. Man, special teams, all I can say about them is, damn, I'd make them motherfuckers walk home tonight. This is crazy, man. i never seen a team fall apart this damn bad. This is not regular football, and I don't think it's Carson Palmer's fault. We got these premier wide receivers that he's supposed to work with and been working with, and they're hurt all the damn time. Defense stopped the run really good, but no kidding, man. They got to learn to stop that pass. I don't know, man. This is frustrating. And I didn't get to watch any of the preseason because, you know, here in St. Louis, you don't get to see shit, even with Sunday ticket. In fact, man, I'll be tired at work tomorrow because this game's running late, but I had to watch it. I don't know. hate to talk bad about my team, but, man, we got some issues, issues, big time. Hopefully they work it out and we pull this one out of our, you know, this season out of our ass. But, you know, the eight most important games you have in a season is your divisional ones, and we're about to lose to the San Diego fucked-up Chargers, man. Oh, it's frustrating. It is frustrating. Anyway, still, Raider Nation to the core. Love my team, and I'll stay with them. Thanks for letting me rant. I'm out. Need I say more? This is a perfect example of the Raider Nation saying it like it is. Um, that's it. We lost. And... Uh, in an ugly way. <laughs> Thank you for the call, brother. Always good and always Raider Nation. And next, my very good friend from Vegas, Raider Steve. <laughs> I love the Raider Nation. I love this call. Check it out. Hey, Raider Greg. It's Raider Steve in Vegas. 
I'm quite clear-headed right now because I stopped drinking at halftime because I knew this fucking game was over. Uh, I got so many awful things to say, but let me say, before anybody starts ripping Carson Palmer, it sure as hell wasn't his fault that Greg Knapp doesn't know how to call shit. Last time I checked, we have fucking uh, Hayward Bay and all sorts of other people who can make plays. Where the fuck was Reese? Where was Bay? And why did we wait until the second half of the game to throw anything towards Myers? You know what I mean? They had one series where they threw three plays to McFadden. And you know what the Chargers did? They stopped it every time. And you know why they stopped it every time? Because they knew we were going to throw it to McFadden. I'm sorry, man. The defense looked really good. You know, I don't blame them. Uh, You know, Kelly had some bad calls. Fine, whatever. Penalty-wise, the Raiders were under their average. Defense looked good. Uh, Special teams sucked, uh, which is what I was worried about. But uh, you know what? What it really comes down to is Greg Knapp fucking sucks. And as much as I wanted to believe that, that he was good in any possible way, I uh, that all that belief is gone. I am done, man. I fucking I swear to God, I'm fucking done. I can't deal with another season like this. Not with all the talent this team has. It's a fucking waste, man. And Greg Knapp is going to ruin our fucking season. And that's it, man. I mean, season over. It's fucking over, guys. I'm sorry. I'm you know I'm not. I don't think I'm overreacting here. I really believe this is it, man. We might beat Miami next week, but it doesn't fucking matter, you know, because Greg Knapp is a fucking asshole. He doesn't know what he's doing. And I'm, I'm part of my French, man. I'm sorry, but it's over. I'm getting texts. My phone's buzzing off the hook right now from all my fucking coworkers and friends talking shit. And now, I, you know, I don't even want to work tomorrow. I don't want to do anything, man. I just, I just want to go to sleep and wait till next year. I, I just... Am I being too negative, man? Because I, I really honestly believe this is it. I mean, it's over. This season is done. As soon as I saw Moore wasn't playing, I knew we were going to lose. But you know what? It wouldn't have mattered because Greg Knapp wouldn't have thrown anything over five yards anyway. Anyway, I'm wasting your time. You might not even put this on, and that's fine. You know? Uh, I just had to get this off my chest. It's fucking bullshit. Greg Knapp is a total fucking loser. I want him off the team. Bring back fucking Hugh Jackson. Keep the rest of the team the way it is. I'm out. That's pretty pathetic when we're all crying after the first game of the season. we got 15 more games to go. Anything can happen. Maybe they'll fire his goat-smelling ass because Greg Knapp, Greg take a dirt nap, has not changed a bit since 06. Let's hope it gets better because that's all we can do is hope it gets better. Thanks for the call, man. <laughs> And going to work and getting a bunch of bullshit from your your working butt buddies and coworkers will join the rest of the fucking Raider Nation because we all got to take shots because of this bullshit. Thanks for the call, brother. And next we have Raider Chongo from Copperopolis, California. <laughs> He's got a little different take. Uh, listen to what he thinks. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Raider Chongo from Copperopolis, California. I'm breaking my own personal rule. I just had to call in. Look, usually I watch a game two or three times before I make any decisions or anything, whatever. I, I don't know what the hell I'm feeling. All I know is that was one of the strangest games of all time. I mean, first of all, we outgained the Chargers by 75 yards. 
Palmer looked pretty damn good, especially when they went to the no huddle. Now, I know we couldn't run the ball, but the Chargers did a did in the offseason, they went and got Church Johnson, they went and got run stuffers, so that's understandable to me. I know a lot of people are going to throw mud at Greg Knapp, but to me, that wasn't a Greg Knapp problem. I don't think that that was a play-calling problem, because the first half, we moved the ball fantastically. That wasn't the issue. I mean, realistically, I think the offense did fine. You could see Parsons was struggling at center. I think that was clear. I think he had trouble picking up the blitzes and other things like that, and I think it's one of those things where if when Wiz is healthy, I think we need him back at center, even if Parsons is doing well, or at least put him in a guard and let him make the checks and stuff, because I'm not sure if Parsons is quite picking it up yet. Uh, I mean, defensively, we did fantastic. They played, they did really well in the red zone. They only gave up one big play. If you look at penalties, they weren't that bad on penalties. The first half, yeah, there was a couple stupid ones. Tommy Kelly with a couple of encroachments, but I love the fact that they sat him down and they made him eat his lunch on that. I think that was absolutely fantastic. And even in the second half, you know, uh, like I said, I don't, I can't even remember one penalty. Uh, this is what's crazy. They played, I think, the game you wanted to play. I mean, obviously you could see that there is no room to throw the ball down the sidelines on the bombs. So it looked like the new defense coordinator for Chargers Pagano was playing the sidelines. That's understandable, especially with Moore gone. You're double covering DHB and rolling things to him. I understand that. But they did well. They played well. And we seriously lost because fucking Kondo got hurt. I mean, are you kidding me? You lose a long snapper and you fucking lose because you lose a long snapper? I mean, I know that's not the fault of the coaching staff or something. It just drives me bad shit crazy. Like, I can't. Like I said, I can't be mad because the team played well. The defense did what it was supposed to do. They stepped up time and time again off those ridiculously fucking horrible snaps. I mean, I can't even blame Gatefold. The guy doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. I mean, I don't know what the hell to feel. I, I'm totally full muxed. I should not even use that word. I don't know. Uh, very great, very Randy. I mean, I guess I like the fact the offense moved the ball well. I want to see DMC get going again, but holy crap, they're like 14 catches. That's a record. Seriously, though, to lose a game because of a long snapper is absolutely mystifying. And I think that's the only conclusion you could come to. All right, I'm out. Dude, the play calling was pedestrian. We didn't even throw anything further than seven yards till the third and fourth quarter. We didn't hit our our uh, our tight end till the fourth quarter. I mean, the play calling was horrible. Go look at it again. <laughs> Go see it again. Second and 27, two runs and a seven-yard pass. Look at it again, my friend. It is obvious the dirt nap is blowing it big time. Thanks for the call, brother. And next we have HD Raider out of Orange County, man. I like his take. Listen to him. Before I get uh, this started on this debacle, this is uh, HD Raider in Orange County. Uh, hello, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. First of all, I want to say... Uh, to that brother who called in that his uh, mother was having surgery today. Hopefully everything went well, and we're keeping you in our prayers, and uh, give us an update. Uh, also, you guys, that was a debacle. That looked like pure shit. I don't know what Carson Palmer was throwing at. Other than Darren McFadden, we had no offense. I understand that we had rookie receivers in there making mistakes. You know, they're going to grow from that. But more and Ford got to get their ass back in gear. 
tired of nursing these little ankles and these little hamstrings. You're pros. You got to play. You got to step up and play. They made Rivers and those guys look like world pros. Tommy Kelly, the penalties. Oh, my God, man. All this talk about the discipline and cutting the penalties down. Man, that looked like worse than the Art Shell days. I don't know about this team, man. You got a, uh, we got a schedule coming up that is out of this world, and these guys played like crap at home. Uh, they all, they all but gave up. Like I said, you know, everybody always gets down on D-Mac for getting hurt, but you keep giving him 50 touches a game. He's the only offense you got. Eventually, he's going to get hurt. You got to get some other people involved in there. Play calling, Greg Knapsack. I don't know what to say, you guys, man. That I know that's one game, but hell, can somebody please tell the Raiders, man, preseason's over? I'm out. Nap sack, that is priceless, and I'm going to use it. (laughs) Thanks for the call, man. Frustration, I know. Here's one of my very old friends, good guy, very smart. Check him out. It would be the Double X Raider. going on, Raider Randy, Raider Greg, Raider Nation. This is the double-edged Raider. What's up, my brothers? Well, we got the first one in the books, man. And all I can say is I was I was hoping that the Greg take a nap offense would not be the Greg take a nap offense of old, but uh, it looks like how it was when he first made his tour through Oakland. Not impressed with the offense at all. I think we definitely took a step back offensively. I think Hughes probably laughing all the way to the to the Cincinnati uh, outhouse. But uh, I don't know. I don't know how the offense is going to turn out, man. I know it's only one game, but uh, offensively, man, it just looked like we were way relying way too heavily on on DMC and not using our other weapons. It was like. It was like Carson Palmer and DMC against the whole defensive line of the San Diego Chargers, man. It just didn't make sense to me. Um, I thought we needed a little more diversity. I thought our passing game was another step back. Uh, I don't think we made more than one or two passes greater than 15 yards. Everything turned into uh, basically a screen out pass of some sort, and that you know, that's not going to stretch the defense whatsoever. And as the game moved on, all San Diego did was just get closer and closer to the, to the line of scrimmage. And, you know, which obviously didn't work for the running game. I don't think that zone blocking scheme is the ideal fit for the players that we have, um, which was evident by by the runs we made or by the runs that were made. The runs that were, you know, of, of significance was just, I think, due to TMC's uh, skill set. Not not because of the not because of the system. I just think the system doesn't fit the players just like it didn't fit the players the first time we were here. That zone blocking scheme was so great. And if, if Greg, I always take a nap. Offense was any was decent. Why would his ass be getting cut loose from everywhere he's gone? You know, if it's such a great thing. You know, they would be keeping him or you know stealing his ideas or or anything of that nature. On a good note, however, I was definitely. Pleasantly surprised by the run defense. I mean, I know it's only San Diego, but I think they were aggressive the whole game, not just the first half or a quarter or two. I think they played strong. I think the defense stood up, especially after being put in a bad situation consistently throughout the game. 
due to uh, special teams uh, issues. Our special, our new special team coordinator probably needs to get a foot in his ass because the previous special teams coordinator we had for many, many years, we didn't have these issues. You know, what used to be our one of our strong, one of our strengths is now looks like a major weakness. When was the last time anybody remember Shane Legner getting one of his punts blocked? Shit, I can't even remember it. I know it's been a long time, probably like seven years. But uh, I think it was pathetic on the off- pathetic offensive play calling. I think we definitely need uh, Greg Nabb needs some work on that, man, because that's you know if, if that's how our offense is going to look, man, we're 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 done already. You know, we're doomed to have a mediocre at best season. That that was just that was just horrendous, man. And I could hear the old man. I could hear the fans. Starting to, starting to turn, man. You know, you know, us Raider Nation fans are a real fickle bunch, man. We like, we like productivity, and you know, we've been spoiled over the many, many years of good football. You know, smack your, smack your mama football, and now, here we are back with the Greg Nab experiment, man. I think that's a, you know, a catastrophe waiting to happen, man. I hope, I hope I'm wrong, and I hope you know he can figure it out and he can change his ways or modify his play calling or whatever it takes, man. But uh, we're not going to be successful if we keep playing offense like that. And I don't think that has anything to do with who was playing wide receiver, uh, who was throwing the ball, and who was running the ball. I think that was just the style of play the zone spot, the zone blocking scheme brings and the play calls associated with that. I think that's just just crazy for what we have. We just don't have the people to do it. I don't and I and that was the, that was my thing when he was here the first time. We were running an offense that wasn't built to be run with the players we had. But uh, that's all, my brother. I hope you I hope you coming out to the East Coast. I heard you heard you are. I'm going to be in the ATL for that game. Hopefully our Raiders will have uh, this shit together and uh, have a great showing because you know Falcons pounded pounded the Chiefs, man, and uh, we can't have that when we're in the town when we're in the A. So Greg. Raider Greg, Raider Ram, you guys keep doing what you do. Raider Nation, stand up. It's Double X Raider, and I'm out. Well played, my man. You said exactly <laughs> what what we all saw. You know, we saw this. Uh, I don't even want to talk about it anymore, but Greg, take a dirt nap, is back, and that's what our team's going to do if they let this guy control the game. Always good, my brother. And last but not least... Our good sister, the Raider Biatch. She came up for a game and was true to her words. <laughs> She's a great gal. Check her out. Hello, Nation. It's Raider Bitch calling from South Oakland. Hello, Raider Randy. Hello, RG1, as I think we determined. Raider Greg. Um, Made it back to uh, San Diego today, did the drive up. Obviously, you guys know it was worth it. It was a brutal game. I'm really pissed off. We showed up. The nation was there. Apparently, that was too much to ask of the team. Uh, I feel like as fans, we all came up there. We left everything on the line. and I left half my voice there, apparently, and I'm sure a lot of brain cells from all the boozing. But, you know, it's just all those little small mistakes, the, those snaps. Those three ridiculous. I know he was hurt, and then with Tommy just not sitting on the line, it's just frustrating. And I hope uh, Alan can make something happen and turn this around, because you know to go like that against one of the 
worst uh, defenses and not have to put up any put any real points up on offense is just pathetic. My sincere gratitude to you guys for welcoming me into the podcast home. The barbecue, Bad Boys Barbecue, was insane. I had so much fun. It was a great meeting. Uh, Raider Damien, Juan Jorge, met some of the other guys. Just we really are a unique community of fans, and you guys did an, uh, just do a great job. And thank you for uh, showing me around. I had an incredibly good time. I would have taken the, the win, but, hey, it is what it is. Thank you again. Uh, let's just hope we can turn this around. And it is only the first game of the season here, so we got 15 more to go. All right, thanks. Go Raiders. It was indeed our pleasure to show you the Coliseum all the way around, our guys, our tailgate, and uh, have you up for a game. You're always welcome to come anytime. And, uh, well, you know it was wonderful. And next, my Submariner friend, the Surface Raider. What's up, man? Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Nation. It's the Surface Raider. Um, feeling pretty disappointed after we didn't manage to turn the Chargers over there. Um, I thought that that was a game um, we had all the tools we needed to win. Um, they, the guys just didn't really get it together on the day. Um, special teams is a fucking fiasco. Uh, I, I don't know how you can go from being all right one year to being like a fucking pub team the year after. Um, it, it's just fucking ridiculous. Um, and with the amount of punting that we look like we're going to have to do, um, losing Condo is a, is a blow to the head as well. Um, so that's, that's not good. Um, I thought the guy who came in after Bartel went out covered pretty well. Um, uh, the defense were great. I mean, it's, it's really refreshing to see a decent run defense out of the Raiders. Um, but we've got to stop killing ourselves with these fucking penalties. Um, yeah, if there's one thing those guys need to sort out, you know, we, we are not a good enough football team to give up with penalties like that. Uh, you know, we're, pen- we're, we're giving the, the other team the ball, they're turning it into points, and we're, we're taking it off ourselves. Um, it's just crazy. Um, one thing I wanted to pick up on from, uh, from things guys have been saying so far, um, Terrell Pryor. I'm a big fan of Terrell Pryor. Um, I think we've done a smart thing by getting that guy, but he's a couple of years away from being an NFL starter. Um, and, you know, let's, let's do ourselves a favour here, folks, and get behind the Heisman Trophy winning Pro Bowl strong-arm quarterback who can pick up on our speedy receivers um, and show him some love because, you know, Carson Palmer is a fucking good quarterback. He has his off days and the pre-season is, is there for you to shake out the edges. Um, yeah, he protected the ball pretty well in this last game. He's going to have his ups and downs, but you know, let's, let's show the guy some love because he is the answer for the next couple of years. Um, what what would be great is if Palmer can carry it, you know, and, and really get this team going, while Pryor develops, and then he can come in five, six years experience under his belt and carry the team for a decade. Um, because yeah, I can see a lot of talent in that guy. I think we're very lucky to have him. Uh, anyway, that's all I've got to say for this. I'm looking forward to the next game. I'm, I'm hoping that coach will have had some fucking hard words um, and that things will get sorted out. Anyway, that's all I've got for this week. Keep the faith, nation. Go Raiders. I'm out. Well, I was sure we could beat San Diego, too. That's why I said it. I have confidence that we can. It just depends on who's calling the plays. And I just don't think this guy that's calling the plays deserves to call the plays. Bring Al Sanders back. Let's do this. Thanks for the call, brother. And next, the Crusader Raider. Now, this cat is traveling back and forth from London like I drive to San Francisco, uh, making a lot of trips here, 
uh, from across the pond, man. This is the true Raider fan. He's coming over for a very special occasion. Check it out. Hello, Raider Nation. This is Keith Smith, the Crusader Raider, calling you from California. Uh, flew in yesterday on Thursday, late Thursday evening. I'm here just for a whistle-stop tour for six days uh, to join Gorilla Rear and his uh, bride-to-be Jane at uh, their, their wedding celebration down in Fresno this weekend. Uh, when there's going to be a huge gathering in the Raider Nation and uh, getting together uh, for, to celebrate Gorilla Rear's wedding. And, uh, and then on Sunday, we've got a, a big party for the Miami Dolphins game down there in Fresno. Uh, so this is a quick in and out. I'm not going to rant about the Raiders because I'm going to leave that to my good friend, Raider Greg. And I'm sure he's got more, more words of wisdom to share with you all about how he felt about last Monday's performance, how the team's going to go on from here. But let's uh, be up, upwards and onwards and optimistic as ever as I am. And let's hope it's one and one this weekend and then we can build from there. So, short message, this is Keith Smith, Crusader Raider, looking forward to hooking up with the bald Raider, Randy, uh, next week. Uh, uh, Going to be at Ricky's on Monday night, and uh, just uh, say a, a short tour before I fly back uh, to London next Wednesday. This was the Gorilla Rilla special, and it's Keith Smith, Crusader Raider. I'm out. That's right, Gorilla Rilla. Mark and Marilyn getting married the 15th of September. If you're going, you got to be there by 2 o'clock. Don't be late. All the super fans will be there. It'll be a great party. Uh, you know where it is. If not, hit Mark up on uh, Facebook, Gorilla Rilla, and get the details. That's what I'm saying. Well, that'll be it for this show. I'm sorry I couldn't get everybody on here, but I do my very best. You know. Keep the phone calls coming, man, because it's always good to hear the nation. You guys know that. And I'm telling you, Al Saunders better be the offensive coordinator for this next game because if he's not, we're going down to Paul Flames. <laughs> I hate to say that, man. You know, always Raider Nation, you got to be positive. 15 games left. Let's hope we can salvage this season. Let's hope this was a fluke and not the norm. We shall see because Sunday's coming right up and we got to be right on it. So thanks for the calls, man, and all the props out there as well. I am Raider Greg, and I am. Out. Oh,